How did a lifetime of delivering legendary customer service begin with a teenager, a supermarket, and a three-word phrase from a bank? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients, crush your sales goals, and build your practice. Learn more at shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman. You know, we all talk about a lot of technical stuff on the podcast, but at the end of the day, what is turning out to be the most significant part of what we do, and I'll bet a lot of you have found that, is the user experience. And we wanted to learn more about how we could all deliver a terrific user experience, whether you see your users as the C-suite folks who sign the contracts, or whether you see it as the members in the plan, or whomever, or maybe all of those folks. They all need to have a world-class user experience because that's probably the best differentiator. And we went out looking for somebody who could help us understand that. And we found Dave Romeo. Dave is the author of a book called How to Wow, The Art of Consistently Delivering Legendary, not just great, but legendary customer service. He's also the creator of the Ultimate Service Provider Reference List. And that was his 18th book because he's an overachiever, as you'll learn when we talk to him. He's written two books since. So we know what Dave does. He writes books and he's just knows more about this than anybody else. Welcome, Dave. Thanks so much for having me, David. Now, it's my pleasure. Now, let's go back to your origin story. This all started, oddly enough, with a supermarket. And I think that's, that story is interesting. Would you, would you share that with our audience? Yes, I'm very fortunate that in the backyard, I can actually see the supermarket called Darren Camps, which I loved. It was a locally owned business by three brothers and their families, and they had four different stores. I couldn't have it built any closer to my house than it was. So it was actually ideal. Unfortunately, the Romeo curse kicked in. And if you're not familiar with the Romeo curse, it means anything that I like gets discontinued, canceled, or wiped from the face of this earth. And if you have any doubt, you should know that I still drive a Saturn to this day. And the company went out of business, not because their service was not legendary, but because they got caught up in one of their suppliers' bankruptcy. They also were self-insured and had multiple people with very high cancer bills, multi-million dollar ones. It just put them out of business. But as I said in the book, we don't want that lesson to be lost because of bad fortune, because they did so many things right. One of the things I love that they did was that if the owners were in the store, they would be at the end of the line bagging up your groceries. And I once asked one of the tell the uh, baggers, how come you have people here who are in, still in high school and you have people here who are senior citizens and they're out here bagging up groceries with such a pleasant smile and a pleasant attitude? And they told me, when the owners are in the store, this is exactly where they stand. So they were great teachers 
of the learning by example method? It's the best way to learn. I, I mean, I, I think it is. I mean, you, you get your nose bloodied sometimes, but you learn really great lessons. In the book, you say, and it kind of is what I was talking about in the open, that the customer experience is the next competitive battleground. Explain that. Well, I think the best way to do that is to give the definition of how to wow. And to make it as simple as possible, it's this. When you can demonstrate to your customers that it's more important to you that they have a great experience doing business with you than it is to them, they will be wowed. Now, the key word in there is demonstrate. You can't tell people it's more important to you than it is to them. You have to demonstrate it. And most of the time when you demonstrate it, you don't say a word about it. You just do it. So let me give you an example. One day I was coming back from a seminar and I was going to pass one of my larger customers. I called in on the spur of the moment to see if I could meet with the owner. He said, sure, come on in. About 10 minutes later, I arrived. And when I got there, in the lobby, somebody, and I know who it was, put a big sign out that said, the name of the company welcomes Dave Romeo. Now, I know it wasn't the president who did this. It was the receptionist who was not even going to be in the meeting that I had scheduled. She only had 10 minutes from the time I called in till the time I arrived to come up with the idea, type it up, print it out, and put it on the sign. And you know something? I kept that sign. I still have it. I use it as a seminar prop to this day. Here's a simple example of somebody looking for a way to wow a customer. And what made it so memorable was it was done quickly. It was done by somebody who could not benefit in any way by doing it. And it was done for the sole purpose of making me feel great. That's a perfect example of how to wow. Yeah, I mean, we used to tell our kids when, you know, I, I was involved with a lot of meetings and, and helping to set up and run a lot of meetings and running tech. And we, they used to ask, you know, why, why will these folks who are helping in the hotel do pretty much anything you ask them? I said, you just have to remember that every one of these people is wearing an invisible badge with the letters PMMFI. Please make me feel important. If you can do that and you can be sincere about it, you have the keys to the kingdom. However, leading up to a story here, sometimes you have to see stuff that's not great service before you know what great service is. If I say the words to you, held for seven days, what story does that bring to mind? Oh, that would be the bank story. I think I became a motivational speaker just so I could tell that story. I used to work in a bank as a teller, and I say a lowly bank teller, not because I felt it was a lowly position, but because that's how it was made to feel from the hierarchy in the bank. I didn't know a lot about banking, but I learned two important lessons when I worked there is that, number one, people do not want to be kept waiting when it comes to their money. And number two, in banking, a teller's check or a bank check is as good as cash. While I was working at the bank, they had a special money market account, which was perfect for me. It allowed you to write three checks a month. I was living at home at the time, so I could get away with writing three checks a month. And you could get savings account level interest. So I had all my money in that account. Later on, after I left the bank, the bank changed their policy so you could no longer, you could still write three checks a month, but they all had to be $500 or more. 
My phone bill was not $500 or more. It didn't fit my style anymore. So I decided to take the money out of the bank. When I went to withdraw it, the teller said, would you like to have a bank check? Because this is over $10,000 and a bank check is as good as cash. It might be safer. I said, you know, that's a good idea. I think I'll do that. I went to just about the closest bank to my home in my hometown and opened up an account. When I went in there, the lady, she called herself a platform person. I always think of these as like the uh, villains on the Superman show, like the mole men. We have the platform people. Well, the platform person took some time and got my account open. She showed me all these different varieties of checks with flowers and bunnies and butterflies. And I'm a guy. So I said, I'll take the blue ones. So when we were done with the transaction, she said, okay, that'll be $35. Now the bank in which I had my money previously offered free checking. So I was surprised. And I asked her, do you mean I have to pay for my checks? And I'll never forget the response I got from her. She just leaned into my face and said, well, you don't expect us to pay for them, do you? And that really threw me for a loop. I kind of left the bank with my tail between my legs and I started driving home. And as I was getting home, I was just getting furious. I thought to myself, you know, I worked in a bank. I would never treat a customer so disrespectfully. And by the time I reached my house, I decided there was no way in the world that I am going to leave $10,000 in a bank that would treat me so poorly. So the next day I got down there, I was going to be the first one through the door and I go in there and I can't wait to see the reaction I get from the teller when he hears that he's losing $10,000. I said, I'd like to close my account. There was absolutely no reaction at all. He looked up my information. He said, I'm sorry, Mr. Romeo, we can't close your account. I said, why not? He said, well, you opened it with a check. Well, I know I opened it with a check. It's a bank check. He said, well, we hold all checks seven days. I said, well, it's a bank check. It's as good as cash. He said, I'm sorry, Mr. Romeo. We have to hold all checks seven days because that's our policy. I said, well, this is unacceptable. I want to talk to a manager. He brought over his manager. The manager listened to the story. I told him exactly what happens. He said, I'm sorry, sir. The teller is right. We hold all checks seven days. I said, well, I know, but it's a bank check. I worked at a bank. You can call the bank that that check is written on. They will tell you it's as good as cash. He said, I'm sorry, Mr. Romeo, there's nothing we can do because that's our policy. We have to hold all checks seven days. Well, I wasn't happy about it, but I figured there was nothing else I could do at the time. So I waited all week long. I couldn't wait to get back there on the seventh day. I was the first one through the door again. I walk up and I say, I want to close out my account. Again, absolutely no reaction. The definition of apathy. I closed the account and I took it to the first bank who lost so many customers because they had changed their policy that they changed it back. If they hadn't changed it in the first place, I never would have taken my money out of the bank. And now a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. 
Visit us at shiftshaperstrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at shiftshaperstrategies.com. That's shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, back to our discussion. Now, I go back home, and when I get back home, there's a box in the mail, and in the box are the checks. I'm so upset about what happened, I didn't even open the box. I just put them in a wastebasket and forgot about it. Later that day, I got a call from the bank in which I had just closed my account. The man said, Mr. Romeo, I'm calling from the bank. Did you get your checks? I said, yeah, I got them, but do you know that I closed my account? He said, yes, we're aware of that, but could you please take a look at your checks? I said, well, they're right here. Hold on, I'll go open the box. I open up the box and I look at the name on the checks and it says, Emilio Rodriguez. I said, well, these are obviously not my checks. He said, that's what we're afraid of, Mr. Romeo. We made a mistake. We sent you the wrong checks. I said, okay. He said, would you be kind enough to drop the checks off to the bank? I said, no, no problem. I'll be glad to do that. And he said, well, good. I'm going to be here till about 3.30 this afternoon. So if you could just run them down today, that would be great. And I know I shouldn't have said it. I wish I would have had a little bit more compassion at the time. But there was just something about the presumptuousness in his voice when he said, you could just drop everything and bring them down today. And I couldn't fight these words coming out of my mouth. And I just said, today, I can't bring these checks back today. I have to hold all checks for seven days. At which point he said, excuse me? I said, yeah, you know how you have a policy at the bank where you hold all checks for seven days? Well, I have the same policy. You wouldn't expect my policy to be any less rigid than yours, would you? At that point, he put me on hold, went to locate a manager, explained that he had a lunatic on the phone who was refusing to give back the checks because it went against his policy. When he came back on the line, he said, Mr. Romeo, we'll print another set of checks. You don't have to bring them back. I said, I'll bring them back in a week. He said, no, that's okay. We'll take care of it. I even went through the yellow pages to see if I could find the person who lost the checks and deliver them. Nobody there answered the phone that spoke English. I didn't speak Spanish, so I did get rid of the checks. But the point I love about this story is this. It's very easy to know what legendary customer service looks like when you're a customer. But sometimes when we're supposed to be delivering it to our customers, we forget about that. So as a good rule of thumb, what I tell people is if you're trying to deliver legendary customer service to your customers and something is an obstacle to doing that, here's what I recommend. If the obstacle is a commandment, obey it. If it's a law, change it. If it's a rule, break it. And if it's a policy, ignore it. And that's good advice if you want to deliver legendary customer service to your customers. It's a great story, and it's so instructive of so much that goes on. But the same way that it's easy to say, well, that's our policy, delivering a wow experience doesn't have to be complicated, does it? No, it doesn't. In fact, I think the easier it is to do it, the more significant it becomes. And I'll give you an example. One day I was doing a seminar at a large resort close to where I live. And I'm there many, many times, hundreds of times. And I was setting up to do a seminar called Relationship Selling. 
I went out into the hallway just for a moment to put the door poster outside the room so my attendees would know which room we were in. While I was doing that, there was a woman wearing a raincoat walking down the hall towards me, and she had her head down. She looked very sad. One thing I love about living in Pennsylvania is that even if people don't know you, they will still say hello. So I just greeted her and said, good morning. She looked up and said, good morning, and kept walking, and I went back into the seminar room. Within two minutes, she was in the room with these two other men, and she said, are you the trainer? And I said, yes. She said, what's the topic? I said, it's called relationship selling. She said, would you be able to do this on a weekend for my entire company? I said, sure, I'll be happy to. So I went up there. It was my first speaking engagement the next year in January to 43 Wells Fargo agents because I spent 10 seconds out in the hallway saying good morning to their manager. Now, it gets better than that because when I got up there and before I was planning that day, I asked the manager if she could please provide me with the names of all 43 people who were in the room. I said, if you send it to me before I get up there, I will memorize all the names so I can greet everybody in person. They sent me the list and it was broken down into four different offices. So I started memorizing each different office, how many people were coming from each city, how many men were in each group, how many people had the same name. I hadn't met more than six of them before this scheduled speaking engagement, but the night before they had a dinner. So I was sitting at a table with some of them. Unfortunately, they had had a very good year and they brought their spouses, which meant half the people in the room were not on my list. So I didn't know their names. So I practiced memorizing the names of all the people at my table and then the other tables. The next morning, we went to breakfast and the manager's assistant was next to me. And I asked her, I said, would you mind standing next to me? If I get any of these wrong, just let me know. And I kept practicing the names of every person standing in the breakfast area. When we went into the room, as people would raise their hand, or if I was talking specifically to an individual, I called each one of them by name. About an hour into the presentation, one of the ladies in attendance stopped me and she said, all right, I give up. How do you know the name of every single person in this room? Well, I explained to them what I did, how I used the list, how I practiced learning names in groups and bunches. If they were wearing something unique like red and their name was Ruby, it made it a lot easier. And I just explained to them that I found that if I memorize people's names, they pay attention, they stay engaged, and they never forget it. And it's just been a great technique that I highly recommend to anybody that really wants to make a connection with your customers. We've only got a few minutes left, but you know, it's it's interesting that you talk about doing a course on relationship selling because my experience, and I wonder if it's yours as well, is that there is almost a direct pathway, a direct correlation between relationships and being able to deliver that wow. Well, there definitely is. And one of the biggest differentiators that I've used is sending a personal thank you card to each person that I meet. Most people, when I recommend it, think that it's old-fashioned and it's outdated. So let me just give you the $4,000 thank you card story. I went to one of my clients who was having an open house to support him. And when I go out, I always give people a book. A book is better than a business card because they won't throw out your book, even if they don't read it. There was one man there that I didn't meet even long enough to give him a book. 
but I did get his thank you card. So I sent him a thank you note. I did get his business card. So I sent him a thank you note. Meanwhile, I met another person who was in the room when I was introducing myself to one of the accountants who worked there. I didn't even notice him until he spoke up and said, what do you do? Are you a sales trainer? And I said, yes. I continued to talk to the accountant and he interrupted again and said, how much does your training cost? I told him it was about $1,000. He said, I need to take your training. He followed me into the next room and told his wife, this is Dave Romeo. I'm going to take a sales training course. Not only that, he introduced me to somebody else who the day I met gave me $1,000 in cash to take the same class. Meanwhile, the person who only got my business card called me up when I sent him a thank you note to say, thank you so much for sending me this card. When I met him, he also signed up for the sales training and bought a season pass to my seminars for the next year without ever having been to any of them. That was a $4,000 thank you card story. Could you imagine taking less than five minutes of your time to thank people genuinely and sincerely and getting a $4,000 return on investment all from first-time customers, it just doesn't get any better than that. No, it sure doesn't. So I guess the, the takeaway from the story is sometimes simple and direct is way better than doing something that's very complicated and complex and has a zillion steps. It's just people want to know that you care, right? So it's, I mean, it's the old Lou Holtz thing. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I save my favorite story for last when it comes to how to wow, and it comes under the category of little things don't mean a lot. They mean everything. One of my clients owned an electrical contracting company, and he said most of the time when he got hired, he got hired by general contractors. In this particular case, the actual owner of a new building contacted him and said, I want you to do my next structure. He said, I'll be happy to do the work. Can you tell me why? He said, yes. I found out that you did all the electrical work in the last building that I had put up. And when I did the walkthrough, one of the things I noticed is that on all of the switch plates for the lights, the groove in the screw heads was perfectly straight up and down in both screws in every switch plate in that building. And I know if you paid that much attention to something that small, then you did everything else right. Wow. A great place to end our conversation and a terrific story. Dave Romeo, author of Among 18, 17 other books, I guess, How to Wow, The Art of Consistently Delivering Legendary Customer Service. If you have not read the book, it's available on Amazon and loads of other places where you get books. Highly recommend it. And we will link to it in the show notes to make it easy for you to find. Dave, thanks so much for sharing your expertise with our audience today. The pleasure is all mine, David. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shapers Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.